The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. All right, so as you've been hearing here on 630 Ched, TC Energy Corporation giving the go-ahead for construction of its Keystone XL pipeline project with help from Alberta, the government, the provincial government, saying it plans to spend $1.5 billion on the pipeline project to speed up construction. Uh, completion is expected by 2023. A news conference just underway in Calgary. Here's Premier Jason Kenney and Russ Gerling, the CEO of TC Energy. I'm pleased to be here today with Russ Gerling, President and CEO of TC Energy Corporation. Today, Alberta is taking control of its economic destiny. We are acting decisively to create jobs, build a major pipeline, and grow our economy, uh, all but through an important decision that we're announcing today. During a very tough time, we're launching a major project that gives, gives Albertans a real reason for hope. Hope that we'll get through this crisis together and come out uh, through the other side stronger than ever. Today, we're acting, uh, we're taking action that looks beyond COVID to a better future for Canada's energy industry and everyone who depends on it. The government of Alberta is launching a partnership with TC Energy in a bold project to retake control of our province's economic destiny and put it firmly back in the hands of the women and men who own our natural resources, the people of Alberta. This is a big deal that will create thousands of jobs. It will help Alberta and Canada to recover more quickly from the brutal economic impact of the COVID-19 global recession. It will strengthen North American energy security against hostile foreign powers. And it will ensure that the Canadian oil sands, the largest single reserve on earth, of oil within a free market democracy will continue to be a stable, reliable, responsible source of energy for Canada, the United States and the world. This is not a time for timid leadership. Albertans are going through a time of real adversity. We've been hit hard by the worst public health crisis in over a century and we're doing everything within our power to limit the spread of the coronavirus and to save lives. At the same time, our economy is undergoing the largest contraction it has seen since the Great Depression, uh, and we have seen hundreds of thousands of layoffs. On top of it all, our biggest industry has been hammered by the lowest energy prices in decades, in part because of the reckless Russian OPEC price war. We are coping with these huge challenges after five years of economic stagnation. So I know that all of these things when, they, when you put them all together, can seem overwhelming to people. Uh, but please remember that we Albertans are a resilient people. We have overcome trying times in our past to go on to build one of the freest, most prosperous and generous societies on the face of the earth. Together with the national government, we are supporting families and employers facing financial stress right now. And following the pandemic, we will launch a bold economic recovery package. That plan will accelerate the diversification of Alberta's economy, but it will also ensure a future for our largest industry because when we get through the crisis and the global economy moves back to growth, it'll be more obvious than ever that the world needs a reliable, democratic, major source of energy. But that will only happen if our energy has access to world markets. In other words, it will only happen if we get pipelines built. We cannot wait for the end of the pandemic and the global recession to act. 
There are steps that must be taken now to plan for and to build our future. Steps that are focused on jobs, the economy, and on pipelines. Today, we are moving forward with a project that is essential to our economic future. I am pleased to announce that the government of Alberta has finalized an agreement with Calgary-based TC Energy Corporation to invest in the completion of the Keystone XL pipeline. The government of Alberta is making a $1.5 billion equity investment in Keystone XL this year, along with a $6 billion loan guarantee next year. This agreement marks the culmination of six months of negotiations and rigorous vetting uh, of the agreement by government officials and industry experts. I'd like to thank in particular my Chief of Staff, Jamie Huckabee, for his relentless work on this critical issue, and Adrian Begley of the Alberta Petroleum Marketing Corporation, and everybody who's contributed uh, to bringing us to this day. This agreement will kickstart immediate construction on the pipeline with the goal of increasing delivery of oil sands crude to American markets by 830,000 barrels per day. Our goal is to complete the project and commission operations by the summer of 2023. We have shipper commitments in place to operate at full capacity from 2023 through to 2037. Our goal is to sell Alberta's equity stake at a profit and our expectation is that KXL will lead to higher prices as well, as, as well as increased volumes of oil sands crude production, generating at least $30 billion in increased royalties over 20 years for Alberta taxpayers. Let me repeat that. We project that this project, once fully achieved, will help us to generate an additional $30 billion in revenues for Albertans to support programs like healthcare and education and to maintain our standard of life. In other words, this is not some make work project, although it will make a lot of work. It is a solid bet that will produce a handsome return for Albertans, and it will re rescue the future of our energy industry uh, and power our, our country out of the COVID economic crash. The risks are obvious, including the unpredictable impacts of COVID, uh, the COVID crisis on labour and material supply, and the more familial, familiar hurdles of regulation and litigation, and TC Energy has a great deal of experience in dealing with risks of that nature. But we believe the timing is as good as it can be uh, for successfully completing the project on time and on budget. The current crisis calls for dramatic action now uh, to create jobs and jolt line our economy back to life in the future. That's exactly what this project will help us to do. Starting tomorrow, starting tomorrow, shovels will be in the ground and hiring will begin immediately. This year alone, the project will create, we estimate, 1,400 direct high-paying jobs here in Alberta, 1,200 in Saskatchewan, and 300 elsewhere in Canada for a total of nearly 3,000. The project will generate a further 12,000 indirect jobs, uh, at least in Canada, including 5,400 here in Alberta. These are real jobs, good paying jobs, right now when they are so desperately needed that will provide financial security for thousands of Alberta families who would otherwise be unemployed uh, and uh, probably dependent on government support at this time. I want Albertans to know that today's announcement is not in any way a distraction from our focus on the fight against the COVID-19 virus. We've been working on this deal for over six months and it was all but complete uh, before the outbreak of the coronavirus. Construction season starts now, and we cannot afford to lose another
season. We cannot afford not to act right now. Too many jobs are at stake. Our post-COVID recovery is at stake. The Canadian and American energy independence is at stake. So today's announcement is a bold declaration of our confidence in the future of our energy industry and the future of Alberta's economy. For years, foreign-funded special interests have campaigned to landlock Canadian energy, and too often they have succeeded. They succeeded in delaying Keystone XL for years. And now OPEC and Putin's Russia are trying to end North America's vital energy industry by surging supply while demand crashes. So today's announcement is Alberta's response to all of them. To the Russians, the Saudis, the special interests who have spent hundreds of millions of dollars campaigning against the responsible development of Canadian energy, our message today is that you will not succeed. We will not allow the world's worst regimes to have a monopoly on global energy markets. We will not surrender to the, to the campaign to landlock Canadian energy. We, as a province, as a people, will do whatever it takes to defend our vital economic interests, and that is why we are making this announcement today. Alberta has endured five years of tough, tough economic times, in part because of a lack of market access for our energy. We've allowed others to restrict our freedom to compete, to grow, and to prosper. This investment in Keystone XL is a bold move to retake control of our province's economic destiny and put it firmly in the hands of the owners of the resource. When demand revives, there will be a need for the vast uh, energy resources of Alberta. Uh, and there will be a greater need than ever for Alberta to get our energy to markets. We have the third largest reserves on Earth, but there is a very limited future for our industry and the tens of thousands of Canadian jobs that depend on it, actually the hundreds of thousands that depend on it, unless we get new pipelines built. No, no major investment is going to come back to our energy sector without it, without pipelines. No massive job creation without it, no significant growth and a very limited economic future without pipelines. This is not just about Alberta, it's about Canada's post-COVID economic recovery as well. The oil and gas sector is by far the largest single contributor to Canada's economy, totaling almost $110 uh, billion and nearly 6% of GDP as recently as 2014. Energy is also the country's largest single employer, accounting for, for more than 800,000 jobs in 2018, and represents Canada's largest export sector, accounting for 23% of our country's exports. That's why this project is so important. Keystone XL will enable us to ship an additional 830,000 barrels a day to U.S. customers, including the Gulf Coast refineries that process it into various products needed for international and U.S. markets. In a pandemic, you find out who your two true friends are. After COVID, Canadians and Americans will remember that the Saudis and Russians tried to exploit our pain for their gain. And we will be resolved to never again allow continental energy independence and security to be challenged in such a way. Let me be blunt. I've always been skeptical about government intervention in the market. But our failure to get pipelines built has been a failure of government policy and politics, not of markets. TC Energy has already invested $6 billion and spent a decade trying to get Keystone XL built. But the project was delayed for years because of a very political U.S. veto 
and legal tactics by foreign-funded interests trying to landlock our energy. Now the chaos in global energy markets, created in part by Saudi Arabia's predatory dumping, means that the market isn't functioning properly and there are no prospective private sector bidders of the Keystone XL project at this time. In other words, without this, without this investment by Alberta, the pipeline would not be built. Without this investment by Alberta, I don't believe the pipeline would be built at least any time in the foreseeable future. We also believe that this is our last chance to get a major pipeline project done. And without it, the future of our largest industry will be compromised. The government of Alberta is confident that this is a wise and prudent investment. After construction is complete, we'll be able to sell our shares at profit, as I've said, and, and generate additional revenues. Decades ago, one of my predecessors, uh, the late Premier Ernst Manning, uh, made a, a visionary decision to invest in the development of the Nova gas system in Alberta that created a future for our natural gas industry. And, and nearly half a century ago, then Premier Peter Lougheed kick-started large-scale oil sands development with an investment on behalf of the government and people of Alberta. Those investments created hundreds of thousands of jobs and generated tens of billions of dollars in tax revenue for Albertans and all Canadians, revenue that paid for schools and hospitals that helped to develop our standard of life. Today's investment will kickstart the oil sands again, protecting hundreds of thousands of jobs in the future and generating billions in tax revenues uh, uh, so that generations of Albertans and Canadians can benefit. Our government was elected with a record mandate to create jobs, get pipelines built, and grow the economy. Today's historic investment keeps that promise. We are going through tough times, but with confidence in ourselves, we will get through these times. This investment is a demonstration of that confidence in ourselves as a people and as a province. So Russ, let's get her done. Good afternoon, everyone, and, uh, and thank you, Premier, for your, your leadership throughout this COVID crisis, but as well your tireless uh, work to build a more prosperous future for all Albertans. Um, like the Premier, I'd like to start uh, by also expressing my appreciation for all the frontline healthcare workers and all the other essential service workers who are taking personal risk and exposure to you know, get people tested, uh, treated and cared for, but as well ensuring the critical delivery systems and supply chains that we all depend on every day operate safely and reliably. In addition to those frontline workers, that group of, of people includes grocery clerks, warehouse workers, truckers, and many other uh, folks, including TC Energy employees uh, who are working hard to ensure that the energy supply uh, to people's homes, to hospitals, and to transportation systems continue uninterrupted. To all of those people, um, your selfless acts to keep our citizens safe, fed, and comfortable during this difficult time are truly heroic, and uh, we can't thank you enough at TC Energy. I can tell you, Premier, at TC Energy, our priorities will remain centered around maintaining the reliability of our energy delivery systems and the safety of our employees, our contractors, and the communities in which we operate. However, as you pointed out, um, it is imperative that we keep one eye on the future and the responsibility that our company has to build the critical energy infrastructure that society will need for decades yet to come. So today's announcement marks a significant milestone for the province of Alberta and TC Energy as we move forward in partnership um, in the construction of the Keystone Pipeline. 
As Canadians and Albertans, um, as the Premier pointed out, we're extremely fortunate to be endowed with abundant resources uh, uh, for our use. The Canadian oil sands, as pointed out, are the third largest oil reserve in the world, containing about 176 billion barrels of oil. Access to affordable and reliable energy is a cornerstone of our economic prosperity and the high standard of living that we all enjoy. In fact, again, as the Premier pointed out, Canada has the highest social responsibility or what is now known as ESG rankings of all the top 10 country, countries in the world with uh, large proven reserves. Our opportunity as a province and as a country is to share that resource with others and to become a global energy supplier of choice and to be the most reliable and responsible supplier of that energy to those around the world that need it. Over the last decade, we have been working hard with local communities, listening to key stakeholders to gather feedback on the next steps for the Keystone Pipeline. We've literally had countless uh, thousands of conversations with landowners, customers, indigenous peoples, tribes, uh, government officials, unions, and our technical partners. Those conversations were instrumental to our decision to proceed today, and we're proud to have received such strong support from all of those stakeholders along the pipeline route. Keystone XL will play a critical role in connecting the world's third largest oil reserve in the Canadian oil sands to the world's largest refining market in the U.S. Gulf Coast. The project will secure a market for Canadian oil, and at the same time, it will reduce the U.S.'s reliance on oil from nations that don't share their values. The project will enhance continental energy security, it will enhance national security for both Canada and the United States, and it will enhance global security as responsible nations like Canada and the United States become energy suppliers to other nations around the world who need that energy. The project will create tens of thousands of jobs, millions of dollars of tax and other economic benefits for the provinces, states and the communities it traverses. Those well-paying jobs and benefits um, will be critical to the economic recovery that will emerge uh, from the COVID crisis as uh, the coming weeks and months uh, come about. Our team has worked hard uh, to develop enhanced standards, new technology to ensure independent reviews uh, were completed to ensure Keystone XL is one of the safest pipelines that will ever be built. In fact, all of the environmental reviews completed by the U.S. State Department over the past decade have concluded that Keystone XL will lead to lower greenhouse gas emissions and enhanced public safety compared to other modes of transportation. I want to personally thank everyone who contributed to this pivotal decision, but in particular, I would like to thank President Donald Trump um, and Premier Jason Kennedy, as well as, uh, as many uh, government officials across North America have supported this project for over a decade. Without, uh, Premier, your stalwart support and leadership, this critical and beneficial project could not have been advanced. Premier, your messages on the importance of approving, permitting, and building infrastructure in a responsible manner to bring our Canadian resources to North American markets and to global consumers is on point and is being heard. As we emerge from this pandemic, infrastructure projects like Keystone XL will be critical to creating high-paying jobs for those who need them and economic stimulus for depressed communities. Longer term, reliable, affordable energy will continue to underpin the North American economy and maintain our enviable standard of living for our citizens for many decades to come. As you point out, these projects are far too important to be held up for any reason. I can assure you as we move forward to construction, we'll be guided by keeping our workforce and communities safe and we'll be working with experts, unions and our contractors to implement all COVID best practices and safety protocols as we get our construction underway. 
So, Premier again, thank you. And know we are your partner in delivering what Albertans want and need the most, which is jobs and a strong economy. So, again, thank you all um, uh, in the essential service roles for your efforts and sacrifices as we manage through the COVID pandemic. And in closing, I would ask that everyone please adhere to all government social distancing directives. Um, that is what will keep your family safe and our community safe and contribute to the fastest possible end to the current crisis. So thank you again and be safe. Quick note to the journalists on the line that uh, only the Premier will be taking questions. Russell. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, and uh, we're going to limit to... Questions on TC's part of this. Yeah. Uh, all right, so operator, can you put through the first caller, please? First question is Rod Nickel with Reuters. Go ahead, Rod. Yeah, hi, Premier. Um, just, it's been 10 years since this project was proposed. Um, we're seeing two competitive products, uh, projects going forward, China's Mountain and Line 3. Uh, the oil sands, of course, we're seeing curtailments and low prices, and the Tech Frontier project has been cancelled. In light of all that, um, what convinces you and, and TC Energy that this project should still go ahead? Well, uh, every projection for the Canadian energy sector was that we need significant increase in pipelines to ship uh, our energy. Look, what were we talking about before the COVID crisis? The huge price differential that was created in large part because we had inadequate access uh, to markets. That's why the government of Alberta had to bring in mandatory production curtailment. It's also why uh, tens of billions of dollars of planned uh, capital investment for new projects was shelved, delayed or cancelled. Uh, the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers projections are very clear uh, that if we have, uh, were to have adequate uh, market access, adequate pipelines, uh, that there would be an expansion of upstream production. Now obviously we're facing a unique challenge right now with the COVID global recession and the Saudi uh, OPEC uh, Russian price war. But uh, we will get through this. There will be uh, a global economic recovery following the pandemic. There will be a return to global demand including for energy. It will take a while for the uh, stockpiles of inventories uh, to be drawn down. In other words, it will take a while for prices to come back to something like normal. But inevitably, prices will come back to something like normal. And there is, there will be a uh, growing global demand uh, for energy for decades to come. That is the projection of the International Energy Agency and every expert who looks at this. Even in, by the way, the most bearish scenario for oil consumption, the International Energy Agency in a fully compliant, a Paris Treaty compliant scenario sees 70 billion barrels of oil being consumed in 2040, down from 100 billion now. So in that world, uh, we think it's essential that Canada, with the highest uh, human rights, labor and environmental standards, play a significant role in supplying that energy, but we'll only be able to do so with projects like this. Uh, obviously, we, we are optimistic about the Trans Mountain expansion, but we can't be certain of its completion. And in part, this is one way of ensuring that we do have access, that we do take control of our own destiny. Operator, can you please put through the next caller? Next question is Robert Tuttle with Bloomberg. Go ahead, Robert. Uh, yes, hi, Premier. Um, we're wondering, have you actually agreed on a price? You said you'll sell it back to profit. Have you already agreed on a price? And also, how concerned are you about a change of administration in the U.S.? 
uh, you know, sure. a, a new uh, administration will be against this. No, we've not agreed on a price, but it's very clear in the negotiations uh, around this uh, transaction about our expectation to sell our preferred shares. We do have a pref preferred share position, uh, and uh, TC Energy has undertaken to cover any cost overruns. Alberta uh, taxpayers, we think, have a reasonable protection against risk. Uh, and we do expect that when the project is completed, it will be a very attractive uh, utility uh, that will attract private sector investors once there is no longer any uh, political risk and once we're past the extraordinary disruption in global energy markets that we are currently experiencing. Um, on the question of a, of a prospective change in administration, uh, there's no doubt that uh, one of the reasons that uh, private capital markets were um, unprepared to come to the table on this project earlier was because of the, the possibility of a, of a change in, in American policy. We, uh, TC Energy has received now its second presidential permit uh, to build the pipeline across the Canada-US border, and this today's decision is predicated on that. Uh, my understanding is the presumptive Democrat nominee uh, has um, not expressed opposition to the, this, this project. Uh, and when Americans go to the polls in November, here's the critical part about today's announcement. Uh, they are going to see good blue-collar union workers in the field uh, uh, getting paid good salaries to build this critical infrastructure. And I also think uh, our American friends across the partisan political and regional spectrums will see that it's more important now than ever that we protect North American energy independence. As we see this effort by OPEC and Russia uh, to attack our, our energy industry, uh, to engage in, I believe, predatory dumping of oil, on global and North American markets, uh, I think American voters and political leaders will see how critically important this project is to increase uh, the access to this reliable democratic uh, source of energy. Operator, can you put through the next caller, please? Next question is Graham Thompson with iPolitics. Go ahead, Graham. Premier, where is the money coming from? This $1.1 billion a year, a year redirecting, spending, borrowing, is it coming from AIMCO? Where is the money coming from? It's coming from our normal uh, credit instruments, so uh, we will be borrowing because we're already in a deficit position. Uh, this is not one dime of this is being redirected from any er other area of government spending. Uh, so the uh, billion-dollar U.S. equity investment uh, will be financed by government of Alberta debt. We believe this is a sound investment that it will. Uh, uh, end up generating a, returning a profit for Albertans when the project is complete and we sell those preferred shares. Uh, and uh, so uh, this is the conventional way that, that, uh, that this would be structured. There's no draw on AIMCO. AIMCO's mandate is completely separate. This is an initiative of the government of Alberta. AIMCO's mandate is to maximize returns uh, for pension holders and in turn for the government through the Heritage Fund. Operator, can you please put through the next caller? Next question is Claire Theobald, Star Edmonton. Go ahead, Claire. Hi there, Mr. Beamer. I'm going to take you off topic, but I'm still uh, I'm going to do something that I think we're talking about. Uh, parents of school age students with disabilities are worried that funding adjustments announced on Saturday that could see thousands of support staff laid off during the COVID crisis, including education assistance, would leave them without support when they need it the most. 
advocates warn that without the help of educational assistance, students with disabilities will fall behind. So uh, how will you ensure that students with disabilities and their parents have the support they need during this time of disruption? And you know, what do you say to those who warn that these cats come at the great expense of students with disabilities? Well, the layoffs are the result of the advice of our public health officer to close the schools. Uh, that a decision that was announced on uh, March the 16th uh, to close our schools to limit the spread of the coronavirus. Inevitably, that has meant that, that a large number of people uh, are no longer working in the school system. And so uh, just as people have uh, unfortunately uh, been laid off from daycares to the service industry to probably hundreds of thousands of jobs, those positions in the schools have been affected, much like the municipalities in Alberta yesterday announced uh, thousands, of, thousands of layoffs uh, by employees uh, affected uh, by the uh, public health orders, for example, uh, library employees, recreational facility employees. So unfortunately, uh, school board certain school board employees are affected in the same way. As you know, we continue uh, to uh, employ uh, teachers to provide online instruction and continue to employ teaching assistants of, who support children in the PUFF program who are children uh, with disabilities, ch children with special learning needs. So that support continues to exist for those kids, but we cannot pay uh, to operate buses that are parked or to clean schools every day that are shut down, uh, just as the cities can't pay uh, folks to operate libraries that are shut down for the time being. This is very unfortunate. Um, I don't, however, think it's reasonable to ask uh, people in the private sector who have lost their jobs because of the public health orders to pay for salaries of folks in the uh, public sector who have lost their jobs because of the public health orders. We're all in this together. The government is um, of both Canada and Alberta are providing extraordinary financial relief to people who have faced layoffs because of the coronavirus. Uh, and uh, that includes uh, the emergency isolation payments from Alberta, the expanded employment insurance benefits from Canada, and, and uh, hundreds of billions of dollars of fiscal support for Canadians as we get through this. The most important thing is, we, and one other thing I, I, should, I think we should point out, is that um, when folks in the public sector uh, who have been laid off because of the coronavirus, when we get in the post-pandemic period, their jobs will still be there. Uh, that cannot necessarily be said for a lot of people in the private sector. Today's announcement is about trying to create a broader economic future of economic and financial security for all of those being affected by this, uh, by this downturn. Operator, can you please put through the next caller? said uh, there's always some outline uh, regulatory or legal risk we know that this project has been subject to years of uh, I would call it lawfare by uh, interest trying to landlock Alberta and Canadian energy uh, I, however in the last couple of years we've seen uh, TC secure uh, more and more permits uh, some matters re remain uh, under review, but the, pos the position of TC Energy, and I'd invite Russ to, uh, to, to state this, is uh, that uh, the project is in a position where it can proceed. 
Yeah, You've been listening to Premier Jason Kenney uh, along with uh, Russ Gerling, the C- uh, CEO of TC Energy, talking about the fact that uh, TC Energy Corporation going ahead with construction of its Keystone XL pipeline project with help from Alberta. Some of your responses on the text line this afternoon. Gary, what a smart and great investment from for Alberta. And then Sebastian says these guys are nuts. If there's a real estate crash and an imminent future where people won't be living in houses, I don't go into real estate venture. What a waste of money. We'll have some analysis of the announcement after we return.